You're now listening to the In and Out podcast. This episode is an off the ball exclusive, which we touch on issues of race and privilege in our society. And we also dive into the topic of the exploitation of African American culture by our national media. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Let the change resonate through the whole entire culture. That's about how I thought. Popeyes but, is ran by a black person this whole time. It's not. It's not, bro. That's no. fucking That's hilarious. why you see all those memes about them putting that black lady out in the forefront. That's and, fucking hilarious. And, and, and I don't know the black and, guy that owned it. And it's also too why. And it's also too why. I mean, I don't change I think it, it well, But it's problematic, bro, because you, you have white people putting together, I feel like, not only processes, but just marketing schemes. And we're not smart enough to see that, like... The thing is, we're smart enough. We are, to see. but I'm saying. But as a I whole, think the vast majority black of black people aren't the only ones in Popeyes, though. They're not. They're not. Because I, they the I pulled up yesterday. I was driving past. The only and I was ones acting ignorant in Popeyes. They're the only ones acting ignorant. So I got, I got, I got a question. So I do agree that it's quite interesting. No, I don't even find it interesting. Honestly, I can't even really say that. Are you recording? I feel like the fact that marketing, like they're marketing. Towards us, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. I feel like even but, as, even as a black man, like if I knew that my like the product or service that I was selling needed to be marketed in a certain way, yeah, to increase sales or to increase, I'm going to naturally do that. There's nothing wrong with so it. If until I, you if use I, it it's even better that I know that, my target market because we're not getting paid for that, that shit. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I get that. I guess when you start to what's a good word for? It? I guess when you start to. Uh, Exploit, exploit it. That's is when issues I'm, come. That's what I. I but I think that but I think, is Popeyes I think exploiting a, it or are people just acting ignorant over damn chicken sandwiches. Right. I don't think they're exploiting. I think they're just doing marketing. Yeah. Like I, 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 I feel it. like Popeyes it wasn't Popeyes even brand Pop- is down south. So you think when you think down south, I mean, I feel what like we think. Of, I feel like think Popeyes wasn't even doing the marketing. Kitchen, Social right? media just took off. Well, what I don't like about it now is that they. It's not even like. Made fresh. It ain't even the same sandwich. It's not even the same. They're just like throwing it out. Like, all right, it, it's completely different. I, I told you that, didn't I? It's completely I the first different. day it released. It was like this is fresh. It was crazy. Well, the it thing about like, it is, it was like, crazy if you notice when you go get them now, they're sitting under a light. Yeah, that's because, why I stopped doing it. I think I think they did that because the demand was so high. That's why. That's exactly why they did. It was like fuck. We gotta have these ready. Like, so we yeah. can't. Not I feel like they're have... smaller too. When they first came out, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. They were a lot. They were decent size. They're trying. They're trying to figure out how to meet the supply. I mean, mm-hmm. the demand, all those things are, the the in, the, uh, what's the word, the term? In, inflation. It's the inflation. So it's like you, you have, you have more of the supply, so you, because you, you know, people want it. I know that shit's synthetic chicken. You know what I'm, oh, no question, bro. I was hoping that it wasn't. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, I, I just have a problem with the fact of the quality like, if you cared about what you was putting out and you knew people were consuming it that way, like, I know this is not the business thing to do, but the ethical thing to do, I wouldn't serve you. If I know a demographic of people want my food, I'm not going to serve them the bottom of the barrel chicken. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think multiple things about it, though. I feel that way, but also feel like I'm pissed at us because we don't, we're not educated enough to see that this is something we don't have to do. Niggas are getting shot over chicken sandwiches. Bro, like, I mean, that, that that that's not the white people's fault. Bro. It's that's not. not it's that's not, not the white. And that's why that's our fault. This thing has been ignorant. And that's, and that's, that's just like that's Jordan. That. It's not Jordan's fault that people are getting shot over his shoes. It's, it's people. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But at the same time, too, they also asked him why. It, it's the same same thing. I don't I don't feel less because he's black. I, I still feel like I feel some type of way towards him too. Like. You, well, this you know, is the thing about being successful. People are always going to feel some type of way about what you do. Correct. So it doesn't matter. They're going to have something to say. They're going to have something to say regardless. And I was just talking to Rod about this. Oh, I was kind of thinking to myself. I was like, damn, like, what you said made sense. If we keep showing people stuff, they're going to keep critiquing it. And it's just like, at the end of the day, you just got to put stuff out and then just, you know, deal with the consequences. You gotta just, that's there's why no I, consequence. I mean, there's, no, there's not really a consequence, but you it's just got to adjust to constructive criticism and you know, differentiating that yeah. versus hating versus yeah. people just you know, yeah. not you know, just expecting perfection. I feel like sometimes people are just gonna have something. To, people have something to say regardless. Like like I said, if it's constructive criticism, like I don't, I don't mind I don't that. Mind it, but, but when it's, it's people, comments, like I don't like it. Okay, what would you fix? I don't know. I just don't like. Like why don't you? Okay, well then, what my do thing you, is don't seek people's opinions. Yeah, that you don't want opinions from them. That's why I really like it, it, like with. 
I what never, doing, I never even like tempt to ask a person their opinion if you don't really care about yeah. their opinion. That's a waste of time, right? And it's going to be a lot of just stuff that like you don't need to hear if that's you not a pain. And a lot of that is not even working. Like a lot of that through Popeyes, through fucking Jordan, through any brand that is criticized for people doing ignorance. It's not the owner's fault. It's not. They're just being a smart. They're just being a businessman. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest though. A part of me it's feels like media. there's there's a, a certain percentage that does fall on the owner. So you think you think Popeyes fall, is liable? More of it falls. I disagree. On, no, that's disagree. I'm gonna say more yeah. of it falls on the people. I'm gonna say it's like ninety eight two percent. I don't know. That's so let me ask you this: If you I'm, own, I'm gonna tell I'm you, you why. Just, if you own, ethically, like, okay, you, you can come out and say something, but yeah. I'm not gonna shut my business down because people are getting shot over my shoes. Correct. Yeah. So Chris. think about this: If you own, if you own a hat company and you selling those little hats. Niggas are fighting over those hats. What you gonna do? Shut down shop? No, I'm not. But, but you could come out and regulate things. Or that's okay. But listen, listen, exactly. listen, listen. That's and why. That's what I mean. What they, this what, is, what, think about this though. What they could do with the Jordans? I guess they. Well, they're, well, they do. They're, they're, releasing, they're releasing more shoes too. They, they're, they they're just not shoes, limited. Initially, when they asked him, they was like, "Why won't you just make more shoes?" And he was like, "What did he say?" He didn't say nothing bad. I don't know if he really said fuck them kids. He didn't say that. It just became a meme. Yeah. yeah. It was just I, a saying. I think I think you got to look at it from a business perspective. Because uh, that's what it is. They it's tightened business. it up, though. Because yeah, you, like, when you, you, face, you do the like, raffle on your When you phone. face different circumstances like that, where there's like issues like that indirectly impact your business, I feel like, for example, you got to think from both perspectives. Yeah, it makes sense for uh, to alleviate some of the the issues that are happening around the shoes, like all the stuff that's going around, the fights, people getting hurt. Right. Um, it makes sense to make more shoes so that there's enough for everybody. But at the same time, from a business perspective, does that demand? make more sense? You know, because you want your demand, like you said, to be at a certain point. Yeah. You want people to be eager to get the shoes. Yeah. Um, and so in order to create that demand and maintain that demand and that, that hunger for your brand, like that's a part of the strategy. And so, like, business-wise, it doesn't make much sense to alter your strategy because of that. Like, I can't say that if I was in that same predicament and I knew what exclusivity did for my brand, mm-hmm. that I would change that because people are getting hurt. My thing would be you need more security. Not even my, just that. My like, thing, people need to be more civil. What I think based, they, on that, based on that same premise, too, like, you think of all the stores and people go crazy over the same damn TVs. Mm-hmm. Man, Black <laughs> Friday, bus, bro. Like, I see the right. like Toshiba, Toshiba. We ain't, we ain't calling Toshiba and Samsung. Like yeah. exactly, it's just always <laughs> you, you know why though? Walmart. Like why wouldn't you pay more and, on sale? And this yeah. goes back to what I was saying the other day: how black people it's are like the this, hardest. What on it black is people. is while supplies last. <laughs> like, is that mean they do put up a sign up there? It's <laughs> not even that. It's just black culture is so popular that it's just magnified. Black culture is pop culture. It is, and. The thing that Jordan did to clean it up, not even just Jordan, stores in general, they do online yeah. raffles. Yep. So you don't have to stand in the line anymore. If you get robbed outside the store, that's on you. There's, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing that Jordan can do about that. Right. There's nothing anybody can there's do. There's nothing anybody can do about anything. Yeah. And do I think him making a bigger volume of shoes is it's, smart? It, that for sure is like, if you just think about it, that's an operational issue. The fact that people are getting hurt outside your store. Yeah, Jordan can't do fighting about that. He can't come to every store. And that's just like that's like people are fighting outside of Walmart, and one of my brands are within Walmart, and it happens to be one of my brands that attract people to Walmart, and I'm somehow liable. It's just operational issues. That's just like going it's to like the Walmart, Walmart has to handle. That's the reason why they made the changes. That's just like going to the Walmart by uh, on Main Street. And there's a fight in there. The, who who owns Walmart? Whatever the last names are. They can't come to that location and just be like, damn, man, we got to shut it down. It's too much, too many people outside fighting. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, it just, I mean, there's just got to be, like you said, we just got to do better as a people. Well, yeah, man. we just got to do better. It's not putting what? so much energy, it's not putting so much. But black people like to, uh, they like uh, to. Just stop putting so much into materialistic things, material things. Like, it's not. We literally they're make things. So we, like, make, they're just we, things. we make things, things that aren't things. Like, yeah. So we were talking about before before we started bringing up the pop. I'm talking isms. We were talking about (laughs) generational advantages. Generational advantages. Entrepreneurship and society, and just period. So, like, what are y'all takes on generational advantages? I feel like generational advantages. Like, you can't really do nothing about that, bro. Like, it's it's just like it's just like being born with athleticism. Like, 
that's just an advantage that, you know, you have that. Yeah, you can either take advantage of it and, you know, grow off of it, or you can just be stagnant and just not do anything with it. Because you can't, because you can't, because I mean, it's natural, it's natural selection. You can't fault people for who, you know what I'm saying, for who the parents are. That's also like, say, you're. So let me explain. For, for example, okay, like yeah. Odell Beckham, like his dad played football at LSU. His mom was a track star at LSU. Like it just that's just a natural selection. Like he just naturally got the best of, genes, of those yeah. athletic genes, and it's Clay just like, we can't hold that against him. Like it's just it just kind of is what it is. As far as like entrepreneurship, it's almost in the same way. Like if someone's dad, for example, like use your cousin, like your uh, like Key Key, yeah, like you. I'm saying developed the enterprise, became very successful. His son just came up under him. He came up under that. Not only coming into that wealth and that and that legacy, but also just that knowledge that right. he's able to instill in him to help him, you know, um, like yeah. mitigate a lot of those pitfalls that you need. Yeah, that. People like myself, I just learned the hard way. Like I have nobody steering me, but that's not his fault. It's not my fault. It's just the hand we dealt. Right. We got to navigate. That's just like LeBron. This is why I don't... This is why I really love LeBron, because LeBron really came from nothing. Didn't have a mentor growing up that really could guide him to... Well, he did. I mean, he had people around him. He had a good coach growing up. He had his buddies, things like that. But what I mean is he didn't have, like, an athletic mom, an athletic dad that was playing basketball. But his dad might have been athletic, because he still got them genetics from somewhere. His dad went in the picture. So he's six eight six nine. I'm just I'm just saying in general. No, I know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you gotta. I mean, but I, shit. I'm, I'm being. Re- I mean, not like his dad helped raise him, but as far as just that, those genetic gifts. Like, I mean, shit. He got. He had six. He's six eight six nine. Like, and, and that does. His mom is not, and his dad's. But like, you, but you could be six eight six nine. Wasn't a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Earned, uh, not given. <laughs> it was a curse. Nah. Uh, but, like, to see how hard he's worked on his game, like, bro, that, 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 I don't mean to, like, even now, like, his jump shot is developed. His IQ so, is so elite. That, is it, is it equivalent when someone with a generational advantage has, like, got it from the mud versus a person that had no generational advantages in terms of whatever lane that they were, became successful in? Is it equivalent for them both to say, we got it out the mud? Or, I mean, you gotta work. One not able to say that you still gotta put work in. You have to. You do have to put work in because you have to be responsible with yeah. it. I mean, that's why what they say. Like when you start a business, by the time it gets to the third generation, like there's a great percentage of those businesses that fail by the time it gets to the third generation because they don't have no sweat equity into that. They just inherited it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus somebody who, like you said, got it out the mud. But of course, like you said, that goes back to like you got to be responsible. But then that you get that. So is it equivalent? Get that. So are you? Yeah, yeah because you got to sit across the table after you. You know, you the wealth think is about equivalent. This. Think about this. The, uh, no, just listen. So listen. I want to answer this question. I want to just answer it purely with no other factors, no external factors. You sitting across the table. You had no generational advantages, and you have developed yourself from nothing to become a millionaire. And you're sitting across from another millionaire who's had significant generational advantages, and you both are having a conversation about getting it out the mud. And at a point in the conversation, it's not equivalent. Let me put it to you it's like this, bro. No. Um, that person is like. Think about this. Think about you. My mud was harder than your mud. Think about you coming from the mud. Mm-hmm. And you have a business that you want to pass down to Peyton. Mm-hmm. Is she going to have advantages? Absolutely. Okay, so would you not want her to have that advantage? No, it's not the, that's not the question, though. I'm just so I'm asking you, would you feel... I'm not going to feel no type of way. I'm going to respect it. I wouldn't feel no type of because I'm not going to... It's not my situation. I'm not going to also knock somebody because their parents put in the work either. Mm-hmm. But as far as just like, like if I'm sitting... Like, you're if, not knocking them for that. So and parents, you don't but know. If I, but as far as it equal, it's not equal if, I, if we're both worth $100 million and you inherited your... And you inherited... Hundred, you yeah. inherited seventy five of it, and you know what I'm saying now you're worth one hundred million, and I just get it from poverty. And think about it's this. Not this: it's not the same. Let me put this. Let me okay, let so me it's not the same. let me explain this so too. It's not equivalent because I think a lot of people get it twisted. Like, example, like they don't have to put any work in when because their parents are rich. Like, like for example, Keith, he started out as an intern for his dad. He's not, you know, he's he's slow grinding his way up. He had to go to college. He graduated college. He had to get a job. He had to, you know, intern. And now he's, 
you know, still learning. No, he's had it a lot. I'm sure he's, he probably had, had it a lot easier than somebody who didn't have. Well, yeah, he's just had resources. Yeah. He's just had finances. Yeah, but he like still said, had to work. Not knocking. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now we let's look like. Um, well, you talking about rappers? Like you talking about somebody the same age, somebody that we grew up with, like a Lil Romeo versus like a Lil Bow Wow. Okay. One was born into now Master P got it from all the way out the mud. Yeah. By the time Lil Romeo came out, he was Master P was already rich. Like he yeah. just followed the template. Now Bow Wow came. I mean, he came from here. Like, right. He's, not, he's been rich for a long time. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it's just different. Like, Bow's parents weren't rich. You know what I'm saying? And it's just different. Bow Wow, you know yeah. Maybe that was a bad comparison. No, that was a good comparison. Like, one was born into it. One wasn't. I'm going to tell you why. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Lil Romeo, he didn't have a very long stint in the rap game. And he wasn't. I thought he was all right. But he's, he's still rapping. He's definitely still rapping. Really? Mm-hmm. He's better. I think well, he's he didn't have a fl- he, he had like a little flame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, Bow Wow he was still, he might still be rapping, but he's not hot. Hey, Bow Wow. Shit, I mean, yeah, he had a little flame because shit. I must say he was playing with DeRozan at USC. Oh, he was hooping for sure. No, nah, he mean, could he hoop, hoop, but I'm yeah. talking about as far as rapping. Like he yeah, wasn't. I'm talking like he, like he might have had like a two three year run. He had other options. Right. That's a good thing. See now that options. That's what. That's what separates people. One. Like you have options. Did he take a scholarship? Yes. Which is ridiculous. See, now that... Which he wouldn't have got without DeRozan. Now, this is the thing, though. This is the thing. When you're that... When your parents are that wealthy, why do you take a scholarship? Do Do you think that that's fair? That's a whole other topic. It it depends. Like, if you earn it. I'm I'm going to be honest. Lil Romeo's average is 28 and 12 in high school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you you earn a scholarship and they offer... like. Yeah, but see the thing about Just it is your for me, parents are rich. Like that don't mean. Think about the scholarship that he took from somebody else. That could have been poor. It didn't have it. Could have been Ricky from the hood. So y'all think y'all think Bronny should take a scholarship if he's offered a scholarship? I think Bronny should go to the NBA, but no, he shouldn't. Bronny doesn't I really agree. With Bronny that. has Bronny has to go. I feel like if you're the, fortunate enough, especially as a black man, to be in a position. That you don't need a scholarship. I mean, significantly beyond do not need a scholarship. Not that you can battle your way through and get through, and you, you might suffer. Your parents might suffer, but they don't. Like, no Bron's almost worth six hundred million dollars. Like, he didn't. I don't think it's fair to take a scholarship out of a person that like maybe that last cut on the list that worked their hardest to get to that point and really can't afford school or that level of education. Period. Beyond their athleticism and beyond their will to want to be at that place. So I feel like I do feel like that, that is kind of like one of those things that's kind of up in the air. So you know how many like kids like on scholarship though probably come from wealth. A lot of them. a lot whose family that's a lot of a lot. And we're we're talking about like we're talking about Brian. So obviously LeBron James is rich, but what about fucking person that's rolling? Let's call let's call let's, on a, let's what about let's the person say, that's on a rolling scholarship so whose fucking dad Austin Rivers who dad contributes whose dad contributes whose dad contributes to the endowment he, he went of the to Duke. school. He went yeah. to Duke. Like, That's a good point. you know what I'm saying? Like, Zion's family's not At what not point poor. do you cut? They're not? No. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know that. Right. Oh, yeah. His mom, coach, she she does something for the 76ers. They're not poor. No, okay. they're doing good. <laughs> so, okay, so Zion, well, uh, okay. But see. But, he's educated, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's smart as hell. But, I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if you earn a scholarship, you earn it. You know why I like Job Morant? I was watching this little segment about him. But is is that Dow? Is that Dow that 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 giving you to the school the reason why you get the that? endowment? Uh, does that play into the fact that you're getting a scholarship? Because it sounds like it does. Politically, I mean, about the example I use. Yeah. Shit, not even just I that. Your name. Shoot, I mean, you know how this world works, bro. Like, you gotta use the resource you got. Right, and you can't. I'm not gonna be mad at you, but it's it doesn't. Because you would take advantage right. of it if Mr. Stewart was a big Nate donor to Ohio State. Nate bro, you definitely gonna. Go. I know you, bro. You gonna go to house. I'm gonna go there. Like, oh yeah, man, my best friend. That. If, well, what? if we were at the status, <laughs> I mean, and mind you, my mindset is a little bit different at that time when I was in school, so I probably would have taken it. But knowing what I know now and seeing the system that we live in and just being a black man, knowing that if we could afford that, I, I, I don't think I would take it. If my dad was Master P, I wouldn't take it. If my dad was LeBron, I wouldn't take it. If my dad was Austin, uh, Doc Rivers, I wouldn't take it. I just wouldn't take it. I just don't think it's fair. I feel like there's somebody else that could utilize that seat and utilize that scholarship funds and 
take more advantage of it than I am. I'll be looking at that and you're like, look, bro, I'm going to give you the scholarship, but Especially if you Especially as suck, a top player, like, you're going to – yeah, so you, you, so a top player who comes from wealth shouldn't accept the scholarship. They should just pay for college. I think so. I think scholarships – Work their ass off to get three five, three six, three seven in high school and earn scholarships, but you don't think they should take any of the scholarships. What about the wealthy kid who doesn't play sports? And it just comes from wealth, and it just has a 4.0 valedictorian. Family come from wealth. Should he decline? He or she decline all of those scholarships just because their family's wealthy? They shouldn't get scholarships. I feel like, though, you want to get rewarded for that hard work. I'm asking. I'm I'm serious. I'm just taking away from sports. Because the person that's getting the scholarship behind them obviously worked hard as well if they're even being looked at for the potential scholarship are being passed up on a scholarship. They clearly worked hard. My thing is this. There should be some type there of There should be a clause. Yeah, there should be requirements. Like you can't make over... Like over certain amounts to get scholarship because it's, the funds for scholarships are so scarce. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to give scholarships to rich people. It's just like you create this... You perpetuate a system that we already live in. The rich get richer. Why Why are the rich getting more dollars right. to send their kids to school when they're already rich, when there's people that need those scholarships that get passed up because they didn't go to the better schools, because they, exactly what you're they weren't on the same platform on the stages, but had that equivalence, uh, the equivalency of education as far as their their, their intelligence and all of that. I feel like those people deserve the scholarships. It just yeah. makes sense. Like it, it, it just makes sense to me. I don't know. It just makes sense. Then you got situations like Diddy's son, who went to UCLA, and he ended up quitting. And he had a scholarship, and he was criticized for having a scholarship. Oh, just yeah. And Snoop Dogg's son, he went play yeah, football. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he and Lil Romeo he even got a scholarship. Yeah. They didn't even finish. They didn't play all four years, but they got scholarships. Like, what's the point? That's just that to me is just like kind of being spoiled. You know, it's like oh shit, I got the scholarship, yeah, but fuck it, option, I don't want to. I don't want to finish. Like, bro, you just really Snoop just might be broke though. That's taking a fear. Snoop might be broke. He no, might, fuck no. Hell no. No, I was about to say. Hell no. He just looks broke. His, his, his son, son. His son did just a, say he wanted to stop playing. Yeah, he did. He did. That know. also just come. They, they have options. Like, they got also, options. he didn't grow up. Hey, I saw the funniest meme yesterday, and I had to screenshot this because to just, me that's like it was just the funniest thing that I had seen in a long time. That's like getting food stamps. They said, and, and you make six figures. Somebody said this was Snoop Dogg at the Red Table Talk. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's like that somebody, that's like a family getting uh, a family that makes <laughs> well over six figures a year qualifying for food stamps. That's like when there's a family that's trying to qualify for food stamps but are getting pit through hurdles because they need certain documents and need things. That's like, like when we were in college, like, we got I food, have a food stamp stamps. plug, so I'm going to refrain. I got to I got to <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to abstain from this conversation. So I got even I got I got a bigger question for y'all. But I'm gonna go back to that real quick though. Yeah. What you what you were saying about people like walking away from scholarships? Everybody we name though are pretty much they just grew up wealthy. Like they they take it for granted. Like none of these none of those players that I kind of go back to what you're saying because somebody's gonna really appreciate it because those three examples, those scholarships could have went to somebody that's getting out the that get out the mud. Like I feel like some a lot of the greatest athletes for the most part. I mean, you got your Kobe's. Like, Kobe didn't grow up poor. You got right. your Steph Curry's. He didn't grow up poor. They're just great and had the will to be great. But the overwhelming majority pretty much came from poverty. Then again. Or just came from low income. When, when you come from that low income and you're trying to get a scholarship, you got you to gotta also make sure that your shit's right. LeBron like, deserves a scholarship. Like, yeah. LeBron deserves a scholarship. LeBron that's a junior that's, or LeBron? LeBron James. So, what about, so like, how do you feel about Bronny? Bronny deserve one? No. Nah. He don't think Bronny deserves a scholarship because he's, he's wealthy already, already real wealthy. I get your premise, I what you're too. saying, but I'm just saying, I mean, but he, I'm, he I'm earns a scholarship. Think, like, think about this. Like, he's Zaire. extremely well. It's not Zaire. like he's just like Even wealthy Zaire. and like your parents make 600 plus thousand. Like, he's got he's more like than Doc Rivers. extremely wealthy. Oh, yeah. Like, Zaire. Oh, yeah. Like, he could just write a check Diddy's for Diddy's son is extremely wealthy. I'm saying, even even Doc Rivers is extremely wealthy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it's not like I'm pitting up against people that make 400, 500,000, where that's considered wealth. Zaire Wade. But at the same time, but like, those people are extremely wealthy. Like, I understand about work ethic. I understand about that. But, like, use your platform to demonstrate better. Like, I just like you could do more with that platform. Like, I don't need the scholarship. I'm a part of the team. I made the team based off my skill. I passed on the scholarship to give someone else another opportunity to be a part of that. And uh, I want to say one thing. So, real quick. So, what are y'all takes on education locally? 
So, Grandviews versus CPS. I'm not really familiar with Grandviews. So, let's talk about how their how property taxes are and how the schools how the yeah. school lines are set up. So you got these areas with higher property uh, values and the taxes push more dollars to the schools. Yeah. And then you have areas like Columbus where the well, there's a lot more schools, but there's yeah. a lot more children too. So there's a lot more children. So the numbers are stretched out. So the numbers are a yeah. lot more volume wise, but it's stretched out more because you got more heads to take care of. You got more buildings to take care of, more capital improvement projects to take care of. So you got a lot more. So do you feel like everything should be an even playing field? So if you live in Grandview, everybody should have the budget should be evenly divided amongst every school district. The state should step in, take control of the complete budget. Let me think about that. that. I, I think, don't have kids. I think so I don't the really state, like for example, like if you don't like your home school and like you can get a grant to go to charter school, I don't like that. I feel like tax money and tax dollars should all go towards like public education. If you want your kid to go to a charter school, you should pay for it. So yeah, tell, you got to pay for so it. So I'm gonna tell you why. If you like, it's like because a, like if it's a charter school, like these non tuition charters, like no. Like, you have a public school option that's paid for by taxpayer dollars. You don't want your kid to go to Fairwood Elementary. I'm just picking a school. You don't want your kid to go to Fairwood. Pay for him to go to Wellington. You want your kid to go to Kip or Wellington. You should pay for it. Yeah, you Period. can't go there for free. You want your kid so, to go to Horizon instead of going to Mifflin. So this is off You should pay for bit. it. This is off topic. I want to say one thing. Just and this I don't want you to say your part because you have the most let him say. Let him say real quick. This is off topic. And this is somebody that got killed, so, but I'm just saying. Say that the, the school that your kid, so say that you make. $30,000 a year. Yep. Your kid goes to a very bad school district where there's been a lot of violence, a lot of gang issues, and you're afraid for your kid's life. And that kid has an option to have a charter school available to him. But your wage does not allow you to pay for a charter school education. You should. But the charter school uh, takes them away from danger, danger, gang violence. They got to maintain some grades or something. That's different. In a better environment. I mean, I agree. I agree with that. What I'm saying is that these charter, all the resources that are going into charter schools, should just be put towards the public schools that are in place. Let me tell That's you. That's what I'm saying. Let me say this right, real so quick. So I'm asking you. So you're saying you take that away and make but, charter schools private? Pretty. I think this ties in. Like, okay, so I have a kid that I teach who's going to St. Charles. They interviewed him before he's going there. I think that's good. That's that's solid because it's like, okay, who are we dealing with? But also. They don't give a fuck who they're dealing with. They don't. <laughs> the only question that they really have is, is do you have a record of, like, do you have a record? Like, are you bad? Not, yeah, are you bad? If you're not, can you afford this? I think they should make it to where it's like, okay, if you're, uh, they should have like a, just like they have scholarships for college. They should have, I mean, you know, they should have some set up for, you know, kids that really, like, kind of make it exclude, like, I don't know. So should education be divided equally? Should everybody? So, so, I don't know because look at this. CPS, but of course it should be divided. But of course it's still. But of course everything's it's still, politics it's still and everything's segregated. classism. It's still segregated. We're always going to have seg- segregation. As long as there is class, there's going to be segregation. It's segregation. So, so, but man. does that even the playing field? Resources being the same, everybody's divided. No matter where you live. Are you coming back to your first point? The budget is the very first topic e- evenly. Are you coming back to the very Hold first on, topic? Let me give. Yeah, let me get. Let me get. Asking so like, do y'all do y'all feel like every school like you get like, each, we, each district gets a million a school? No matter. Yep. Like Grandview has one high school, you just get one million for high schools. Yep. And Columbus has twenty two high schools, so you get twenty two million allocate equally a month. Yep. They should, I mean, they should. Like crazy. So let me let me tell you, let me give you my, my let me give you my. my um, but a million. But you're right. The school did the, the home values do fund technically fund the schools, but. There has to be. There has to be. I feel like a over, like just oversight. Those who are overseeing it for, at the uh, Department of Education. Yeah, they should come in and they should make it even plan. How do private schools go? Like, who who pays for that? The rich ass donors. Okay, there you go. So but, then there. But the state. It's like okay. But the state provides funds and resources for like these charter schools as well. Mm-hmm. Right wrong. You're right. Why not put all like Department of Education? They should just, I just support the reason straight why. public right. schools, but don't support just improve the schools that you have. Well, this is the thing I just too, gave you though. Reason, though. The, the thing because because of violence and stuff. This, but the same, but then you go create a charter school over here. Well, what? How, how could sending an extra hundred thousand dollars in there change? It won't do anything. 
change gang violence. It can't change kids. It, it starts at that starts at home. The safety of going walking to it the starts. school, riding a bus to the school. How could that? How could that change? That? I'm gonna tell you the right same now, patrol, the same way that they do in Beck. You can't, man. I can fucking fly down Lily Avenue. I can't fly down Cassingham. So no, then, so then, we like, just put the infrastructure in place because right. they're doing it in Bexley. The yeah. soft ass niggas that graduate from Bexley. You can do what? Nah, I'm just playing. I'll just play. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just joke. Nah, I'll just joke. Well, here. that's a that's y'all, a, y'all my that's class. Class. I'll just I'll just that's hilarious. I'm playing. That's a I'm class day too. They trying to make y'all because my, think about this. Guys. Let me I'm get, joke. I'm joking. That's funny. Think so about my best this. Best friends graduate from Bexley. I'm joking. Y'all this my this is the thing. <laughs> I went to Centennial. Say this. Rod's from Byron Ave. He's a diamond in the rough. Like he got it out of Ave. Like he's a great guy. Really, you know, put well together. Are you saying the in- infrastructure around that area needs to be ran the same way it's ran in Bexley? Yeah. Same standards. So I'm going to tell you why that. So who's, who's, why, who's why is that on, though? Centennial when you lived on Byron Ave? Because I didn't grow up on Byron Because he was pussed. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm talking. I nah, up, right. Uh, I, like, I grew up, like, on High and King. See, I, I, was, I grew up by Condado. Like, I lived I in Bexley, at. but I'm from Byron. <laughs> Hey, I'm talking. This is just my take on it, though. Ohio, honestly, like where I was at, though, I, that was a home school. Honestly, yeah. I feel like that like everything should be even. Um, I agree. I think that shit, you yeah. you making so like the property tax in New Albany is astronomically high, and the school that's different than the school tax. It is different than the school tax, but yeah, different. let's go back to the school tax because that's high too. School taxes are pretty. School much taxes different. are even. I mean, based. The property percent in Grandview, the, the property value is what, yeah, what makes but it better. What I think will better. improve, like I said, the game, not only investing and putting those resources into the schools, but really putting those resources into Thomas Parks and Recs and actually having programming like for these kids, like after school. Like it kept a lot of us out the streets. This, I wasn't going to be in the streets regardless, but it kept a lot of us out the streets knowing that we could go. Like who, like different like basketball programs, different whether it's like weightlifting or you wanted to go box, just have different programs in place. A lot of things, like I like. Uh, so what's the vote? What are we are we leveling the playing field, of education and spending? Yep. For me, yes. I mean, if you just allocate the resources equally, I'm then, 50, yeah, 50. absolutely. Why are you fifty fifty? But then, of course, because, they're biased like, on how they value these homes. Because think about because this. Predominantly black neighborhoods are redlined, and the property values are, I think, just arbitrarily just declined just because the neighborhood's majority black. And this is all just based on the, really just the opinions and viewpoints of white people, basically. Right. Like, who's to say this neighborhood's of less value just because it's majority black? Like, who, and who it's, said that and at it's, all? Why, it's, is, why is that even a thing? Because white people said so. Exactly. Basically. What pisses me off is that, like, these kids that are too bad to go to Columbus public schools, they'll send them off to, like, Westerville South or Gehanna's or some shit. Like, like we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on us, man. Shout out to Harry. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, but... I don't like Rod said. Like there needs to be an infrastructure for kids, and also it starts in the house too. Like bro, a lot of these yes. kids is bad. a lot. Like okay, and it's just generations of poverty. So why do you disagree with generations and generations of equaling out? Bro, there's not even fucking sidewalks on Byron, bro. Like let's get to the just infrastructure. Like because it, it because it, think about this. Um, think about an underqualified. Think think about you running a business. Mm-hmm. And you know there's a guy out there that, you know, he's underprivileged and he's uneducated because he couldn't afford it, but he wants to work for your business. Mm-hmm. Would you take him in just based on his circumstance? Possibly. What would you require? Would that bring down the value of your business? I hope not. Oh, see, I can't just say yes. Let's just make this just a free-for-all and everybody's on the same... I mean, obviously, there should be equality, but you got to have a structure. It's just making sure that the yeah, everybody's you know dollars are spread out. Okay, see that that yes, but it would have to be like structured correctly. It would just it wouldn't just be like okay, let's throw all these kids in the same school. Let's do it, but also make sure that they're 
you know, understanding like, hey, this is a privilege that you go here. This isn't just like you go here and then. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're staying, schools, or not a privilege, but Oklahoma it's a. They're staying in their homes. They have air conditioning. They're bro. staying in their yeah, like, We're talking about homes before you get to education. They need to go. At, yeah, they. they okay. In that case. Every school. Like, okay, so in that case, yes. Air conditioning. Funding bro. towards schools. Yeah. Yes, that needs to be on the equal playing field. So. But can you just okay. go anywhere you want? I don't know. I don't know. I don't agree that's not what that you saying. should just yeah, be yeah. going anywhere you want. But I'm saying as far as the so, money goes. Okay, well, that's what I was you saying. Can, if you money, can give yeah. the money so up. check this. Yeah. So the parents that move into those high-value areas to have a better school yeah. and have the luxury of the amenities that the school provides because they pay those ha- higher taxes, I think that makes them feel. I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter because right. the ripple effect that it's going to create evening that school system and evening the money that goes there is going to put black people into white neighborhoods. It's not going to matter anymore. No, it's it's going. I mean, shit. You still like to a, said, to a degree. Like Nate said, though, to a degree, it's not. If gonna I move to New Albany to send my son to New Albany High School, and I got to pay more money, then I find out like shit. They're letting everybody move out to New Albany, or they're letting kids outside of the district go to New Albany schools. It's like shit. Well, I'm paying. All this property taxes. I have my kid going here because I thought it was just a dip. I'm gonna go somewhere where so I can. That's, get- so that's not happening with the the equalizing, the leveling the playing field for spending. So they have to stay out there. So they're staying at their homes because they're just dividing the money up differently. So instead of a Bexley having a five million dollar budget because of the property taxes in their area, they're gonna have the same budget as the Columbus City Schools, and some of that five million is gonna be evenly going distributed, spread it across everywhere. I'm also gonna tell you this: just because a school looks nicer, is not gonna change anything. East High School probably looks better than Bexley does. Yeah, but it's it doesn't. Newer. But you've got to like the infrastructure in terms of the quality of teaching, the quality of people that you had the there. Budget's there for it. Yeah. Allows you to pay more, better, time. higher quality teachers. Books. You can, you can, you can Research books that too. don't fucking fall apart like mine's used to. Yeah. So all that. Like one of my buddies right, teaches his books. <laughs> At Centennial. Yeah. But Indianola, man, what? Hey, Centennial. Uh, to be honest, even shit. Close. I went to listen, listen. So I went to Centennial and then I went to Bexley, and to be honest, it was the same playing field in terms of quality. I went to a good high school. Yeah. Centennial was Centennial a pretty was good high school. Yeah. Bexley, see older schools like that, like Bexley, Upper Arlington, all that. Like they're just traditionally, you know. There's those a te- certain those, those teachers at Bexley made a lot of money. Yeah, they don't get they get they get paid right, say, yeah. more money. Let's get, let's get to the elephant. In the room. Exactly, they're 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 white school, so it's like they don't have to look nice. But I mean, the, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I hate that. Um, Is he really ski? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't going. think he skis. But I mean, he's going. He, he be going sometimes. But yeah, man. But um. But yeah, man. Uh, like. Ed- he just got out. The resources right. should be allocated. They should be. Evenly. They should across. be. Also, these parents need to get their kids in line, too, though. Because I know one guy that's a teacher, young guy, um, and he teaches at a, a, I guess, a school where there's underprivileged kids. And he says every day that they fight. Every day they're calling but, him a but it's B-word. Deep, yeah, I'm like, say, in the homes, too. And that shit is hard, deeper. bro. It goes, like, you go back to, like... Like these, like the criminal laws they have in place, them criminalizing things, them taking. It's just people are just. Them taking the father, them taking the father out of the home, which has a ripple effect on the kids. The kids are mad. They go to school mad. They fight amongst each other because they're mad. They're they're traumatized. Like these kids are traumatized. Like look what they go through. They're losing parents. They're losing siblings, yeah. friends, cousins. And that's what a lot of what my buddy tells me. This, they, goes they, on. They glorify what goes on. Like it was a big like media thing that went on like in Chicago some years ago that Chief Keefe was highlighting all that. Like what's going on in Chicago that goes on in every city. On and this is scale, the thing course, too, though. And that's what you got to get to the root of, man. You got to get well, to the root of a lot of men. These kids are acting out, like I said, because they're traumatized. A lot of this comes from also our culture. Pop culture, glorifying that shit, like glorifying gangs and glorifying drugs and gun violence and shit. And these kids, look, bro, NBA YoungBoy is the most popular rapper on YouTube, and all he, I mean, he's all it, it, like, he's a product of his environment. He's a product of his environment, and that doesn't do anything but like you know it when you get that into it, it just you know exactly it. what it does. It, and another thing that perpetuates it too is Molly Percocet. Yeah, Molly Perkins. So it's like we gotta. We're, 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 and that's what. So I mean, the people that are asking all the way back 
to what I was saying about our involvement in some of the things that we yeah. we we make these things big. And, yeah. and, and we're the cause for that's the, what the weight behind some of this stuff. And, and that, it's in his ignorance. And that's why I don't blame Michael Jordan for black people acting the way they do during the shoe releases. <laughs> you always let Mike slide. <laughs> I'm not letting Mike slide, but at the end of the day, bro, like, bro, it starts I within got, yourself. I got a question. So I got a question. So we got two, we got we got two married men. We got we got two uh single good men and so I have a question. How do we, as black men in the positions that we are in, start to change the narrative that we see? Because obviously there's a, there's a narrative, right? There's a theme, there's a pattern. We know these things are being perpetuated. Um, how, do we start to, how do we start to change what we see? Like we see that we, our, our, our kids are traumatized. We see the people, the rappers that we talk about self-medicate. We see these things and so as men in our positions, how do we start to demonstrate to other young men that are of similar, um, that are similar to us, uh, young black men, or men that aren't similar to us, but still young black men, how do we start to show them and demonstrate to them like there's more beyond self-medicated and there's shit. ways you can release and... Honestly, shit, what I do, like golf, that's not something that young black men do so it's like just take them out of the same environment that they're used to you, you know just get them a, into you should build a program around that different just get them into different environments so how do we do that so i'm so no, i'm gonna tell you so i'm gonna tell you so i'm gonna tell you how what my, my idea behind that is because at some point no money in that. um there has to be someone there has to be someone to there has to be yeah. someone <laughs> There has to be someone who takes the reins and who says, okay, I'm gonna start. we've got to start changing. We need another Martin Luther the, King. We need to, no, we are the Martin Luther Kings. That's what he's saying. We, well, are we the, need to pull it out of us. We are, we are, we are the change. Yeah, that's we are, for sure. And that's what I'm saying about from that. Our so, so from our positions alone, you can only affect like, you can only affect change from the level that you're on, right? So like, I feel like in certain aspects, like- You can grow though. You can grow. But I'm saying it has to be started from the position you're in. Okay, so like Menifee, for example, like he's like, you know what? Let, let me just use myself because I, I got a good one. Um, so a lot of times people join the military and they think like it's like a last resort, right? Like you, most of the time you join the military if you're a trouble kid, right? If you don't have any options. Most of the time, like that's the idea behind that, right? But in actuality, when you really think about the benefits, the pros and the cons to it, you have to go away, right? You go to basic training, discipline's created, right? So you're now you're not allowed to tell yourself to wake up for a couple for a certain amount of weeks. You're you're being told to wake up um, at a certain time, when to go to sleep, what to eat, um, and that starts to change your mind about things. And and so because that's just become. Well, go ahead. And and, and so so my thing is is. We have to start promoting. I'm, I'm not even going to go into the whole de the, the spill that I was going to go into because I was going to break. You're going to say send our kids to the military? No, okay. I was not going to say that. I was, <laughs> yeah. I, but I, but I was going to say, yeah. um, we have to praise and start highlighting work ethic, work ethic, period, determination, education, and just get back to the core values, right? We like, just got to determine or just instill discipline over pleasure and even flaws because even, even even flaws even things that you don't do well like kids need to see that like certain people didn't always make the right decisions you know and what I mean? like you need to see go ahead i'm, I'm just say, saying we're, we're, let's, we're just, just, let's go around the room but remember you're doing this from your position so you're doing this from the position that you're right in. and so for not talking about all the things that everybody should do what can you do what can you do position? personally i got you i think well, what I was going to say was, first off, how you affect change is being the, just being the change that you want to see. Yeah. So I agree with both of y'all. You, you do have to start from within, you know. You have to, before you can tell other, influence others to live their life right, you have to live your life right. You have to abide by those exact principles, you know. With ourselves and our relationships, well, like my relationship with my wife, like I don't, we don't have kids yet, but raising our kids right and just starting there and then 
also just being responsible, making sure others can see that in us as well. And if, yeah, if so, a part of a part of this men's group that meets on Tuesdays, and um, no free promo, no free promo, <laughs> right? And um, you don't have to. I mean, everyone. I mean, people have different walks of faith, and that's totally fine. But. They kind of use this and that. We can kind of frame it differently, but it said like, if somebody were to charge you and try to convict you of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to find you guilty? And you kind of use that and you take out Christian, put like good person because I don't think you have to be Christian to be a good person because right. people have their own faith and that's fine. That's fine. But if somebody said, like, try to charge you with being a good person, with being a leader. Somebody wanted to charge you with being a leader. Like, is there enough evidence to convict you right. of being a leader? I think that's a good premise. And I think that's, that's, that's a good... That's a great example. A change. You want to be a change agent. Is there enough evidence to convict you of being a change agent for your community, a leader? I'm also pillar of your community. Yeah, because I feel like is this velvet. Right. <laughs> um, a good example is shoot Jerry. Like I, I kind of tried to you know take what he does and how kids look up to him and just pretty much mirror that. Not necessarily the same way he does, but obviously subconsciously, when you're in a position of power, just like you were saying, when you're in the military, you have to develop discipline. Yeah. If you're in a you know place of business in general, you have to develop some sort of discipline so that you're, you know, you don't want to, you know, lose out on your opportunity to grow. Um, so I feel like what I tell myself is that I want to win this kid over so that I can win the parent over so that I can have longevity with the kid. Then I build a relationship with the kid. So that obviously, and it makes, it forces me, it doesn't force me to, I naturally do it, but it just naturally brings out like a leader in me to where I'm like, okay, I want this kid to trust me. I want this kid to think that I'm the best, you know. I want this to just be an overall good experience. So I have to make sure that I'm, one, a good role model, two, a positive speaker, and three, I just have to keep in mind that a lot of the things that I do and say, this kid will probably either mimic or, you know, run and tell somebody else. So it's just always deeper than just, Self. So that's just, your level of influence. So yeah. You, but 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 back to Nate's point, you are a good guy. So that's just you being who you are. Right. And that kid seeing. <laughs> and that, and that kid too. seeing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's being who you are and understanding that like you have an opportunity to really affect the kid's life. But in, I feel in like a huge way. Yeah, and I feel like when you grow up and you get in positions that you're in now, like you work, I work, you work, and it's just like you naturally. It just becomes a just like shit. If we or shoot, if we were going out in college and drinking all, that would be something that we would do. Now we're in a different, you know, a different level. So it's just like naturally you're going to do the right thing to, you know, gravitate to people, and that just naturally has an effect on you know the youth and whoever you're around. So I got a question. Okay, so appreciate everybody's input on that and their perspective on how they can make change. Um, promote change. So I feel that there is an important role that black women play in all of this. Absolutely. So in that role, I want to get everybody's perspective on what role does black do black women play in supporting black men? I think they play like the most pivotal role because at the end of the day, I mean, only black men know what black men go through, but I mean, black women can relate. Man, as far as being black, they have the same plight, and they're you think women. They, you think they can relate? Yeah, oh, they can relate. They can relate. I'm a t- black. Ooh, absolutely, I gotta now, disagree. I do disagree. They can, but I, I feel like there's there's no there's no other there's race. There's no other yeah. race, but there's no other race of women that can it, it understand somehow, our struggle. At least empathize. Well, also, they, they empathize have, our struggle. Yeah. Okay, so now that you tone it down a little bit, I yeah. Think, okay. Yeah. They don't carry the but same weight, but they black, can empathize. No, yeah. but they can empathize because they're also black, and they also have a plight Do of you think that, that black women empathize enough with black men and provide that support? No. It depends. No. 
I'm gonna. It depends, I'm gonna, it depends on what type of woman you're dealing with. I've seen both sides of it. I have. I have. I can't. So I've, I've seen both sides. Let me let me dial, let me dial back. You start, Rod. I'm gonna dial back and say I've seen both sides. So both of those questions is kind of a two part. It, it, it depends. It depends because I've seen like I've seen them uplift, and then I've also seen them hold back. Hold back. I've seen them all just just flip the switch and just go against. Like oh. for example, I'm gonna use it, and it may be unpopular, but. I mean, they just jumped the gun and just strictly just turned it back on like Bill Cosby. Man, it's like you see what the white man's doing. Like you see what they're doing to him. Like there's clearly an agenda, and it's just like they're no, putting him out. Is, and it's just like, come on, like, how do you not see that? You're just hanging our brother out to dry. What about R. Kelly? Let me let me before we go before we move past Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move past Bill, so yeah, let's get the real, question answered. Right? Yeah, let's make sure we answer. Yeah, because before we move past Bill, but he did he he should be held accountable yeah, for what he did. Yeah, let's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, it ain't just him, but I see. I feel like they. Yeah. I feel like okay. Honestly, it's at least on when I say women, just like what I see on social media, what I see in the public. I feel like they. Carpet. I feel like they pick and. I feel like they pick and choose. Oh, really you know what I'm saying? Who they want to support? You know what I'm saying? I feel like they. Yeah. I just. I mean, I just feel like. Like well, I feel like they could do better as a whole. I feel like they could do better. They pick and choose, but there are women that uplift, like men. There are black women that don't. So you feel like so, so I mean, it's just like there's definitely room for improvement. Yeah. In that space, and then you also feel that black women huh. do play a very pivotal role. Oh, absolutely. In the success of black men. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm gonna tell you, so, but black men play a success. Go ahead, say what you guys. So, so, so this, so, so my my uh, my take on it is both of, both of those questions. Um, black women, I believe in the household, play an extremely important role. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 huge. Yeah. Um, and well, can you restate the other question for me? So the the the, the it's a two part question. So the question is, what how significant is the role that black women play in the success of black men, and uh, especially you know those in a relationship. And then also the second part of that question is, are they, do they empathize enough with black men and the burden that black men carry? Um, or is it somehow overlooked? Okay, so the first... Even though that they are the closest to being able to kind of... Empathize with it. Right. So, my, so the, to answer the first question, um, my, my dad tells me, I just talked to my dad uh, this morning. He told me, he gave me a quote. He said the, he said the, the fastest way to derail a man's destiny is to get with the wrong woman. Mm-hmm. And so like we we talked more and what I took from that was basically it's such a big deal like the where you can go. Like it's the difference between reaching your potential and never reaching your potential. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how big of a difference. That's how significant it is to get with the right woman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's how big the role is. It's huge. Yeah. Um and and also, um, as far as black women doing enough, I think it goes back to like an educational piece. I oh. don't think they, I do not think they understand their role mm-hmm. on a large scale. And so, if you don't I understand like your role, I like how can that. you how can you fulfill a, something you don't understand? You right? don't understand you don't it. You're not built. Description, right? You're not built to. You you don't you don't have the prerequisites you don't you don't right you don't you don't have what it takes to be able to meet the need all the way and so it comes it, not even if they don't have what it takes they don't have the clarity they don't have the clarity, clarity. They, like they they've never they been taught seen a job description like exactly coming to work they've you know never they've never been taught yeah and when it goes back to teaching it's like how can I put a certain demand on you and I haven't and you haven't been like I can't That's hold because, you to a certain standard right and it, and so it takes two people saying all right you know what regardless of what we were given. This is what we're going to do. We're going to start it from here. Right. You know, breaking generational curses. You done? I'm done. Now, give me the question one more time, Nate, because I, I got a good response. So it's, it's really a two-part question. Give me the first part. The first part of the question is how pivotal is the role that black women play, especially in a relationship, to the success of a black man? Okay. Let me answer that. So I'll say this. Um, damn. <laughs> I'll say this. I feel as though, <laughs> like you, you, you've heard this, the saying: "Behind every good, great, good man is a great woman." Okay, so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like black women in general are one. They keep you motivated because at the end of the day, 
you want to provide for your woman. And if you have a good woman who's hardworking, mm-hmm. they're not going to ask you for anything. You're just going to have to provide it. Right. And that's the best type of woman to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they are very pivotal. If you have the right woman, <laughs> I think that is a very pivotal uh, person in your life. So I think they're very important because I've been with you know several different types of women and I've noticed that in each relationship, I've found motivation in being with that person. So I can say that they're very pivotal. Um, but like Farlow said, you kind of have to get past your infatuation stage. I've learned that you got to like, you know, set some standards almost. Like, what do you expect out of this situation so that it can, you know, pay off in the long run for growth for both of you. So that not only okay, you know what you're bringing to the table. I know what I got to bring to the table. So I don't just hold you to a standard, not you hold me to one. So do you feel like the women that you've experienced in your past relationships have provided you the motivation to help you reach your full potential? Uh, yeah, and I'll, one specifically, just because that person was very hardworking, educated, and didn't have a low standard of, like a low quality of life. So it's like, raise the bar for you. Yeah, it, it, it kind of kept me honest. And it's just like, okay, well, shit, you got to, you know, you want certain, certain things out of life. I want those same things. So let's work together to do it. And yeah. I have somebody on my back motivating me. Common goal. Common goal. Right. So, now, I what's the like, second? I feel like she doesn't, any woman could do that, though. It doesn't have to be a black woman. Nah, anybody can, but, 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 a black, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. any woman can do that. It has to be. That, like, it has to be the right one. Woman, but I'm talking about any type of woman. She doesn't have to be black. She doesn't have to be black. Yeah. Okay. But we're focused on That's black. We're first yeah, focused we're on black women. It's Black History Month. So the second part of that question is: Are black women empathetic to black men in terms of the as it relates to the burden that black men carry every single day? I think black women sometimes overlook the fact that we go through a little bit more than they think we do. <laughs> so it's like. They just expect niggas to get shit done. And it's like, okay, cool. I get that. But you got to understand. They can empathize a little bit. They can empathize a little. When black men are getting getting lynched, literally lynched on TV, getting lynched with their hands up. Man. And they sit like, they sit like, oh, man. So they know that we're going through this, but they, you have to be a black man to really just feel what that's like. But I'll give it to black women too. They do have it hard because one, it's tough. Like, especially if you want to be successful. It is tough being a woman in America and being successful because a lot of shit. You know how many women of color have issues with being dark just because society has told them that. It's not right. Yeah. Cute. And right. And trust me. Why ain't always, why ain't always cute? Man, I take black all day. I don't. I mean. So I mean, so uh, the question. But not to get to get back to your to get back to your question. I do think. <laughs> I do think. It's 50-50. Black women that can, but some some don't. I mean, it's just it just really depends. Like it's like Farlow said, it's just about, you know, picking the right woman and just making sure that before you just jump into a relationship, you know this person's morals, their ethics, their intentions. So that's my next question. Yeah. So as black men, when we are dating, do we actually look for those things? Okay, let me let me answer that. Do we that. look for the wrong thing? So I feel like as you grow, if you're if you're Oh, you stop, bro. Okay. As you, as I've, okay, this is just me speaking. So I'm just a relationship type of nigga. I've been in a relationship from probably 16 till now. 14, 15, 14, 14, whatever. And I just feel like as you grow, you obviously learn different things about women. And <laughs> you start seeing different things out of the relationship in terms of, you know, what you gain from it, what you put into it, and, you know, the common goal, like you said. So I think, you know, as you grow as a person, your standards will naturally raise, too. If you're, I mean, if you're, you know, if you want more out of just a relation, I mean, unless you're just looking for somebody that you just want to hit. So I, th- so I think it, I think it goes back to being, like, equally yoked. Yeah. It's like a mm-hmm. church Evenly. term, but, like... It's like having same like like goals, like values, like morals. It's it's about a number of different things with that. Like I feel like you know that's a big deal. And on top of those other things, don't date no thoughts. 
I just feel like as you grow no, and, no as you, and, as, and as you mature, um, I'm trying to be all political. What you correct. look for matures pass. and it grows, and things that like as your taste changes, right? As you become more of yourself, um, as you add value to yourself, the certain things don't even appeal you. Appeal to you. That's because as you build yourself, as you grow, as you become better, you attract better. Man, and like as I got older, bro, I started thinking like, okay, I don't have to date the baddest airhead in the world. I can date somebody who first I'm looking at you for your personality. All right, we're gonna wrap this up with one last question, and that last question is: As black men, if you had the ear. Of all black women, what would you tell them to do to better support black men? What advice would you give them? Real quick, I'd say check on us. I'd say check on us. I'd say check on us. 